Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The highest top rate of tax for decades, but are there ways to avoid the budget tax rises? New rules for pension tax relief, will they affect how much you can save for retirement? And at last, a higher ISA allowance, but will you still be able to get a decent interest rate on your savings? All this to come in the weekly edition of the FT Money Show, looking back on Wednesday's budget. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with my colleagues from FT Money, Charlene Goff. Hello. Steve Lodge. Hello. And our special studio guest, John Whiting, tax partner at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Hello. Hello to you all. So let's start with the budget tax rises. High earners had been bracing themselves for a new 45% top rate of tax on income over £150,000 from April 2011. But in an attempt to plug the gaping hole in the public finances, this week the Chancellor brought the increase forward by a year and raised the rate to 50%. He also removed the personal allowance, the first £6,475 of earnings that are currently tax-free, for those earning more than £100,000. So... Charlene, with less than a year to go before these tax rises hit, what can higher earners do? Well, the government hasn't actually left that much room for manoeuvre. It has in- introduced some quite draconian legislation that will that aims to prevent people getting around these new rules before they hit. There are a couple of options for higher earners. For example, one is sharing their income between their spouse and themselves if their spouse isn't hit by the 50% rate. So that's something, I mean, John, you probably, you're probably in a better position to talk about this. Is that, do you think, the, the, the best way to try and get around the higher rate of tax? It's certainly one of them, Charlene. I mean, we're talking really here, people who, in a sense, are in control of their own destiny. It's their business. They can influence how they are paid, how their pay is structured. And... Splitting income with spouses, clearly that has to have some attractions if that is feasible. Um, Trying to just generally, if you're running your own business, of course, this pushes you even more towards making a capital gain, building up the business, selling out, than taking income. And that's a longer term. But, you know, in the immediate thing, I'm quite sure that these sort of people will be looking at the pay policy over the coming year. What should we be doing? Should we be advancing bonuses, for example, paying more dividends now, bearing in mind that for the unincorporated business, in many ways, this new rate starts on the 1st of May. The 1st of May this year? Indeed, because for an unincorporated business, many of them have a year end of the 30th of April, so their profits that they are earning from 
May this year, round to next April, will fall into the next tax year to be taxed at this new super rate. So in other words, for some people, not everybody, not many maybe, but for some, very soon, they are going to be working more for the government than for themselves because their effective rate, 51%. Wow. Well, for those people, probably not a huge amount they can do in the next week or so. But you mentioned for other people maybe taking a a bigger bonus or pushing up the salary this year. I mean, do you think that's something that we could start seeing, even though, I mean, a lot of businesses presumably wouldn't be in a position to do that this year, feeling the Indeed. Of course, it's not the best year for doing that, but clearly it's going to be on the agenda to look at. I mean, if we broaden the scope into medium, bigger businesses where it's not just the proprietor looking it at it then you're going to get into really looking one hopes the company looking but maybe the employees lobbying to look at more tax efficient remuneration i mean the obvious thing there is should we be introducing share schemes some of the approved share plans starting point again thinking that that might be a better way of paying more tax efficient anything from that down to the slightly more prosaic uh, childcare vouchers things like that making the most of remuneration that really the employees and employer can work together. And of course the other important point about this is that it's not just your earnings but it's your entire income so you have to be careful about uh, dividends from shares and any profit you might get from properties. I mean do you think there's scope there for people to try and reduce their actual earnings and and look to assets that produce capital gains? Yeah I mean it starts you to push you towards a different investment strategy. I mean, it's it's a development of the classic. We know that some of the post-65 people who are facing the age allowance clawback, where their tax rate goes up suddenly from 20 to 30%, and that skews some of their investments towards capital growth rather than income, stay below the 20,000. It's that over again, you know, but even more so, then should you be looking at capital growth, different sorts of investment, rather than just a straight income stream. So it's certainly time to think about restructuring investments and looking for other ways to split or take income. Thanks uh, for that, John and Charlene. And for more on the tax planning action that high earners can take now, look out for Charlene's article in this weekend's FT Money or visit our special budget website at ft.com forward slash your budget. Remember, you can also send in your questions to be answered by experts by emailing us at our email address money at ft. Still to come, ISA investment allowances are going up, but what will happen to their interest rates? But first, budget changes to pension tax relief. At present, higher rate taxpayers can claim income tax relief of 40% on pension contributions. But following changes announced in the budget, people with income over £150,000 will be unable to claim the full higher rate relief after 2011. The Chancellor said the relief would be tapered down until it's capped at the basic rate of 20% for anyone earning more than £180,000. So for those in that fortunate position of earning £180,000 a year, they'll only be able to claim back 20% on their pension contributions, even though they will have paid income tax of up to 50%. Uh, John, at first glance, this looks like a very good reason to contribute as much as you possibly can in the next two years. But it's not quite as simple as that, is it? Indeed. And, of course, this is something that follows on naturally from the first bit, Matthew, what we can do in anticipation of the rate. And many people will automatically think, oh, ramp up my pension, not least because there's this extra motivator of reduced relief, 
but if you like, the government saw this one coming, and we have quite a lot of chat in the budget notices about restrictions, anti-forestalling measures in the jargon. If you're doing a regular pattern of investment, even uh, in respect of a million pound salary, that's fine over the next couple of years before this restriction hits in 2011. If you are earning 150,000, that's fine. Let's put that to one side and not worry people there. But what they are looking at is somebody, and there are plenty of people, who do a very patchy investment record into their pension. And if you suddenly decide to ramp up your pension contribution over the next couple of years, you may find that contrary to what you expected, you're not going to get 40% relief only 20% because of this anti-forestalling provision that's coming in. And there are lots of people who will be in the position of making a large one-off annual contribution, the self-employed, for example, or someone like you who's a partner in a a partnership. Indeed, the average small business that generally waits until later on in the year to see how the profits are and then tops up. The government are alive to that. I mean, I have had some conversations with them that, okay, look, you've said you're sensitive to people making regular contributions, but very often people make them regularly, annually, and it can go up and down depending on profits. What are you going to do about that? They're aware of it, they want to consult and get a fair result. So we could see something done to help those who make these one Well, this whole thing is subject to consultation and tweaks. Many will start talking about salary sacrifice and what's going to happen there. Can I start putting money in via a salary sacrifice, a sacrifice of my bonus? Should I restructure the pension scheme altogether to um, go non-contributory generally? Let the employer put it in. Is the, are these ways around it? Answer possibly, but they're alive to these as issues. Watch this space. But for anyone who is earning over £150,000 at the moment, salary sacrifice isn't going to be a way around this. It doesn't look it, and one can only say that they are alive to that. It's mentioned in the budget notices, but we've got to see the fine print. You can say we've got a couple of years to prepare, but naturally enough, people will want to know what happens now, and one can only say that, well, as soon as we get more detail, I think you and I may resume this conversation. And just finally, if pension contributions become less attractive to very high earners because of the <coughs> reduced amounts of uh, tax relief, do you think that they will start to look at other types of assets? I've heard property very, mentioned because it, uh, it's yeah. taxed at a lower capital gains tax be. rate. I mean, really, for the wealthy, this alters the whole scenario. The whole scenario of pensions is you get good tax relief going in, obviously tax-free growth while you're there, and you get taxed sometimes relatively modestly when you come out. For many wealthier people, they're looking at 20% relief going in. When they draw their pension, they're sufficiently well off to be in the 40% tax bracket. Let's not put them in the 50%. Hang on a minute, the arithmetic suddenly doesn't look very good, does it? So naturally, you're going to get those very high earners looking at other things, and naturally, I think, property, as somebody pointed out, given that for inheritance tax, agricultural property relief now covers property abroad, why not go and buy that vineyard in France that you always promised yourself? Uh, That sounds like quite an enjoyable pension asset. Um, Thanks very much for that, uh, John. And for for details of how the tax relief is expected to work under the new system, you can visit our special budget website at ft.com forward slash your budget. And finally today, individual savings accounts or ISAs. Now, Steve, particular area of interest for you. I think you've probably got more ISAs than any of us in this room. And now 
you can invest more in them. Yes, Matthew. Finally, some good news for savers. The annual allowance is going up to 10200 of which you can put 5100 into cash. Over 50s, which I'm not, um, can do this from October. Everyone else has to wait till the next tax year. So good news in an era of record low interest rates. John, what did you think of the announcement? Yes, I mean, it's something I certainly had anticipated and thought he might do to encourage a bit more saving. It is a step in the right direction. It wasn't the higher guaranteed income bond for grannies, which some of us had thought might be a good option, but it is a good step. It's the signal that not only are we supposed to spend at the moment, but in due course, save again. Mind you, when you really work the numbers through, how much is this increase worth at current interest rates? 20 or £30 pounds a year for the actual higher paid and, and the 40%. And that's extra tax-free interest, isn't it? So, I mean, well, that's the f- impact of yeah. the, you know, that's how much tax yeah. you'll be saving, 20 or £30 pounds for the right, higher yes. paid. But, hey, we're investing for the longer term, of course, and things will get better. And going back to pensions and what's better and what's worse, the advantage of putting it in the ISA is, of course, you can take the lump sum out. It does grow tax-free. OK, you don't get tax relief going in, but... It's got its merits, hasn't it? Indeed. But you can't do anything till October, number one. Indeed. And you have to go 50 to And to you're right, Steve. October. Your implication is correct. I can do something in October. Ah. Well, I've got a warning for you, John, uh, that come October, whoever you're with currently with your cash ISA may not offer the same rate on yeah. your top-up. They might turn around and say, John, when we gave you that incredibly high rate on your 3,600, that was yeah. because we were only going to give it to you on 3,600, and that was then. This is now, and we're going to give you a lot less. Do you think that's a possibility in this financial well, services marketplace? Let's face it, we, none of us, sadly, can predict what the interest rates are going to be in six months' time or whatever, other than that they're going to be different and the scenario is going to be different conceivable that interest rates might look better then don't know but i think you're right steve there is no guarantee that what you got last week is what you'll get in six months time with your big top up john thank you very much indeed and you can read steve's analysis of the new isa rules in ft money inside this weekend's ft and online at ft.com forward slash money but that's all for this week's ft money show remember you can find all the latest budget analysis on our special website at ft.com forward slash your budget we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form but until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from charlene steve and john whiting of price waterhouse coopers Good- goodbye, goodbye. hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.